KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of the Wall Street Journal. Tim's Vermeer is a documentary by the comic magicians Penn and Teller, produced by Penn Gillette and directed by Teller. It's a fascinating piece of work about the porous border between technology and art. More specifically, the film is a basically serious, even scholarly inquiry into how the 17th century Dutch painter Johannes Vermeer was able to achieve his mysteriously dense, almost photo realistic detail long before the invention of photography. But the scholarship is enlivened by showmanship. Sometimes the inquiry feels like an elaborate magic trick performed by the movie's guru and genial star. His name is Tim Jennison, and he's a computer graphics virtuoso, video software inventor, and multimillionaire tinkerer. With nothing up his sleeves, I'm not a painter, he keeps telling us, Jennison shows us how the 17th century Dutch master might have gone about creating his remarkable scenes with mirrors, as befits a magician of any century, plus lenses that were widely available in the Holland of that time. Jennison shows it by using elegantly simple technology that Vermeer might have used. The key word is might then paints his own version of a beloved masterpiece called The Music Lesson. No connoisseur would mistake Tim's Vermeer for the real thing, but he makes a strong case for the ingenious speculations that informed his amateur effort. This isn't the first time someone has suggested that Vermeer employed optical tools along with his brushes, pigments, and canvas. More than a decade ago, the painter David Hockney proposed that many of the old masters, including Vermeer, used a camera obscura, that's essentially a big pinhole camera, to project images of their subjects on canvas, then trace the outlines before filling in the details. But Jennison carries the proposition much further. His method involves a 45-degree angle mirror, not much larger than the kind dentists use, on a movable stand. Positioned between projected image and canvas, the comparator mirror, as he calls it, allows him to duplicate colors as well as outlines and details in one small area after another. This is bound to sound abstruse in the telling, but it's perfectly clear in the showing, and only the beginning of a process that qualifies Jennison as a new master of obsessive-compulsive devotion. The experiment is spellbinding. It doesn't prove that that's how Vermeer did it. It should only be seen as an attempted proof of concept, though an impressive one, while the film itself proves yet again the vitality of the documentary form. The most intriguing question it raises is whether our feelings about Vermeer may be changed by the likelihood of his having used optics of one sort or another. The answer is yes, unavoidably, but not necessarily for the worse. Living in this era of explosive growth in science and technology, it's easy to feel a kinship with an artist who used every tool at his command in the service of beauty. I'm Joe Morgenstern. I'll be back on KCRW right after the pledge drive. KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.